everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Nanky B's Movie Corner, and welcome to my ongoing coverage of some of the Best Picture Oscar nominees for 2019. Getting these next couple episodes up pretty late, uh, considering the fact that this is the actual weekend, uh, by the time I'm recording this, this is the actual weekend of the Oscars, but I'm going to do something a little different, as I mentioned in my last episode, which was the Vice Review. I don't have enough, I simply don't have the time to do single reviews for each of the movies that I've seen. So these next couple episodes, I'm going to kind of combine them into one. Uh, this episode is going to be me covering A Star is Born, The Favorite, and Bohemian Rhapsody. And the next one will be me covering Green Book and Black Klansman. And I will probably get that last one of the, <laughs> the actual night of the Oscars. Um, working on two at the same time is a very <laughs> is very stressful to say the least. Uh, but the good thing is for these next couple episodes, I had the good fortune of being joined by my good friend Josh Montgomery. Uh, he's a guy I went to high school with. He's a great guy. He's a fellow movie buff like myself, and he was very kind enough to uh, join me in reviewing these films. So without further ado, let's get this started. This is me and my good friend Josh's reviews of a Star is Born, The Favorite, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Josh Montgomery. Nick Bowman, how are you? Thank yeah. you so much for joining me, man. I'm, thank you very much for having me. I'm you are the second guest on my podcast. I am honored you right are the now. number two guest i'm number two number two in life yes number two well i don't know number two in life <laughs> but um so you were kind enough to see some of these oscar nominated films with me absolutely first one that we saw was a star is born absolutely thoughts uh i mean i guess up front just right now I was kind of blown away just like by as far as like Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, you know, just like the, you know, the very first shot of just, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but the fact that, you know, you're just, that the whole like. We're avoiding spoilers on okay. this, by the way. <laughs> so no spoilers. I always avoid spoilers for people just in case they haven't seen it. But, the, but honestly, A Star is Born has been out since like the middle of fall. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor because I friggin' love this movie. Absolutely. This is, I, this is what, it's so frustrating because you make your top 10 of the year yeah. and you have your set list of movies that you want to do, right? <laughs> and then every once in a while, A Star is Born comes up or Into the Spider-Verse comes up. Yep. Just, and you're like, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, absolutely solid first directorial debut for Bradley Cooper. Right. I mean, just, just the way that, I mean, <sighs> I can't. I can't even begin to. Oh my god! <laughs> I I really really do love this movie. Everything about it. Just now, have you watched any of the previous Stars Borns? I have not actually. I was. This was actually my first entry into the Stars Born. I mean, I was. This was my of, first entry too. Yeah. I mean, I was aware of kind of the structure it was going to be following. Yeah. But I, other than I that, guess there was the one in 1937. Yeah. yeah. And then there was the one in. The 40s? I believe so. 50s? 40s. Yeah. 40s or... I, I believe it was 40s. And then with I Judy Garland, was, right? Yeah. Judy and Garland. The and then there was the 70s, the 70s with Chris Christopherson. Yep. And, and now 40 years later yeah. with Bradley Cooper's version. Right. 
this movie got a lot of Oscar attention early on. Mm. It kind of had it kind of slowed down a little bit. Mm. Do you think maybe that's because like people are viewing this like because it is a remake of a movie that's been done three times before? I I wasn't really aware of that. It was honestly slowing down. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean? Do you mean well? Could you, I could see. I could certainly sense a lot of voters being maybe not turned off by the fact that yeah, this movie has been done before. Yeah. And it is a remake. Yeah. So I always tend to, so I don't, you know. I could see, like, where, you know, like, because I, I know some people who've, who've already seen, like, the older movies already, and they're like, well, I kind of already knew what was going to happen. I mean, for me personally, I did not know what was going to no, happen. No, I didn't know either. This was so, my first entry into and, it. Yeah, so, I mean, just, uh, I mean, there was, like, of course, like, I knew the beats that were kind of coming, but the just where the story kind of took me and everything and the emotions that it took me to, I was like, I was not expecting that at all, and so for me that was so real. New. Real quick, uh, let's talk a little bit about what this movie is about yeah. for people who don't know. Absolutely. For any, for I don't know where where you've been all this time, but uh, so <laughs> basically, you have Bradley Cooper who plays this country musician, country rock yeah, kind country of musician, yeah. uh, who is ba- who is really hitting the bottle hard, and he's he's a hard <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> he is. He's a- that's the very first shot of him just, <laughs> just stumbling under the He's screen. a hard he, – he is just a terrible alcoholic. He's really struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And he meets this girl at this bar, played by Lady Gaga, yeah. who is kind of this singer, and she's kind of down on her luck. She's working at this job she really hates, mm-hmm. and she, she is very talented, and mm-hmm. she writes her own music, but she doesn't have the courage to – she doesn't have the courage to – Right put herself out there and Bradley Cooper is the one that really encourages her and yeah. they form a bond and they form a romance and our movie ensues. Right. And Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's chemistry is off the charts. Absolutely. No, I mean that's one of the biggest things I really loved about this is that this pure love that I think Bradley Cooper had for Lady Gaga. In oh the yeah. Movie, where like yeah. he was just like so 100% genuine. on his on her side in every moment of the like at every point in the in the movie there was I always thought there was going to be some point where he was going to get a little jealous of her, and he kind of does. But at, There's parts where he does. He, it's a little, but, I mean, there was a lot of points where I thought he was going to take her to the side and be like, you know what, you shouldn't be going down this route. This is not what you should be doing. And he really doesn't. Like, he's like he's always going like, man, look at that. You did that. That's awesome. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, it just really and makes she's me love so, him that much more. Yeah, and she is so, like, once she has hit her path to yeah. stardom, she kind of is starting to slowly but surely see the problems that he has. Yeah. Like, there's the one scene where he's kind of passing, where he um, he's pa- he passed out, and everybody's kind of rushing to his side, and she's kind of like, oh, it's, don't worry, he does this oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, I remember that part, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm like, is she, so you kind of see her slowly but surely start to realize. Yeah. It does take a little bit to catch on for her, though. It does. It does. But I we're, mean, it, we're to the point where you're kind of like, Lady Gaga, Bradley <laughs> Cooper has a problem. <laughs> you got to get this situated. <laughs> now, that's like where it kind of also kind of gets into the other things I like about the movie where it just becomes this really incredibly awkward, but like in a good way film, you know? Like where there's like the big scene that, if you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah, where he just makes it awkward for everyone involved. And I'm like sitting in my chair. I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? I was like sitting low in my chair. In that scene. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I had ruined it. 
not going to spoil it. I actually, because I had a copy, I, I had to pause it, walk away, go to the bathroom, contemplate what was going on, and then come back. And go, it's right. a heavy movie. It, it really it is. It is a really heavy movie. Don't really think is. that this is go, don't think going into this that this is a going to be a, you know, sort of a happy music yeah. film because it gets really heavy in parts. Oh, yeah. For sure. Particularly for one performance. I mean, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Not, I mean, knock it out of the park. Their performances are incredible. Yeah. My favorite actor in this movie is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott plays Bradley Cooper's brother yes. in this movie, who's kind of his, um, I guess you could say his tour, like his tour I think it's like manager, his manager a little yeah, bit. his manager. Yeah, his tour manager. And he, this may be the best that Sam Elliott has ever been. Oh, I yeah. I feel. Well, I mean, He's been great for many, many years, but Sam Elliott in this movie just the the one scene that I'm talking you you, you know I mentioned what I'm it before about yeah yeah in the I'll we'll say and to avoid spoilers in the car in the car <laughs> I mean the Academy just certainly has to recognize that absolutely well I mean because I mean like at least as far as I've always known Sam Elliott he's always just been kind of this tough guy and stuff like so. The fact Ram, that he actually trucks. right. <laughs> the fact and, Bradley and, Cooper's voice actually kind of sounds like a young Sam that's, Elliott. That's what it was like too. I, I, that's what I was actually. At least what I thought. And th- they actually yeah. point that out in the movie. We're like, you stole my voice, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they kind of did. <laughs> they they actually do point that out. But I, it's the fact that like you know, you actually do see the see like a range of emotions from Sam Elliott where like holy shit, man, like this guy who never cries before is now making me cry. I'm, I'm like, good point. I've never seen Sam Elliott cry in a yeah. movie before. It's just he's the most right? manly of men. It's man. culture shock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Bradley Cooper got him to cry. Bradley Cooper got him to cry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we also got to talk about there's some other little performances in the movie. Oh, yeah. They're not in the movie that much, but you have Andrew Dice Clay That's as, right, Lady as, Gaga's, as Lady Gaga's father. What did he do, actually? I didn't know what Took he me did. a little bit to recognize him at first. Oh yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. No, because he's normally like you see Andrew Dice Clay, and he's like, oh yeah, he's leather jacket, got, he's got shades, and everything. But yeah, yeah. No, he, he but was. What did really he do? I, yeah, I just he was always in his suits and stuff, and I'm like, I just never knew what he did. Well, it took me a second. I was like, is he like a mob boss or something? It's That's what it kind of looked like because like, he had like those other guys that right. were kind of surrounding and hanging out at his house. I'm like, is he like some sort of mob boss? What's going on? <laughs> I always thought he like, was like, hey, Sinatra. Hey, Paul Lenka told me I'm better than Sinatra. You know? Yeah. I'm like, this is straight up from Goodfellas or something. Yeah. But um, I think he was a limo driver. That might have been what he was, a limo driver. I, they never really specified that. Did I don't they? think they. I don't know. Someone did. I'm like that makes sense, but then I don't know. Who knows? But he was he was also really great. I I mean he has one pivotal scene in the movie where it's like, like, oh man, that like that was just the the uncomfortable scene. Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, where he, he he really shows his range of emotions as well, and I was like, holy shit, man, I'm scared. I'm scared of this guy right now. Even like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was good in the one. Uh, we won't spoil it, but you see, you've seen in the trailer. If you see Dave Chappelle in the trailer, and you're that's, wondering how much of a role he has in the movie, that's how much it is. It's kind really, yeah, that's what it is. He really just kind of shows up for this one particular scene because he's a friend of Bradley Cooper's character, yeah. and he shows up for a little bit. But when he's there, he's great. I oh, gotta yeah, say, he's good. when he's there, he's amazing. Yeah, um, but. Just know that going in. If you think Dave Chappelle has some sort of like big role in the movie, right, for people who don't, who haven't seen the movie, it's a big emotional scene. For no, him. no, no, no. It's it's not really. He's not really there that much. So no, just know doesn't. that. No, 
I mean, but he he was all right. I mean, well, he was good. I mean, as much as you would expect him to be good. I I did kind of find his part to be a little random, though. Like, if you were to cut his part out... Great to see him, because I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Like, I just don't feel like the movie would have been that much different. I'm like, oh, well, he's cool, and I'm glad that Bradley Cooper and him are friends or something, but... Yeah. yeah, It's cool. Maybe that kind of brings into some of the negatives in this movie, because it kind of feels like the Bradley, Bradley Cooper himself could cast sort of cast some of his friends in the movie kind of yeah. kind of feels like that a little bit like little bit. it kind of feels like i agree i agree with you on that it was great to see dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah and he was great in the movie don't get me wrong but i kind of feel like if his role like it could have been played by more or less anybody well and not even just like more or less anybody but his role could have been just cut and i don't think yeah, the movie would have been made that's better much. yeah yeah that's i don't think point. the brew movie would have made much made much of a difference but i mean his his part was still cool i liked the fact that he was in it oh i i liked the fact that he was in it too yeah. and it was cool to see him and yeah. there were some other little small cameos where i'm kind of like oh it's cool to see that person <laughs> yeah. yeah we didn't even but, talk uh, about the music in this movie the music no man <laughs> i mean but before we move level. on to the next movie <laughs> that's just another we could spend 2 good. hours on this movie how much Absolutely. we love it i mean that's what I'm. T- I'm trying to. Com- I'm trying to sort of combine a few into one. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, this may be some of the best music written for a movie that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering the fact that Bradley Cooper, I think he wrote some of the songs himself. Did he really? I, I didn't think know he that. did. I think the one opening song. Did he really? The one op- the song that opens the movie. Interesting. I think he wrote that. I think he. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Lady Gaga obviously writes a lot of the writes all the songs that she was a part of. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I mean, I'd have to fact check this, but I think Shallow was written by her and Bradley Cooper. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and it was what was cool, too, is I learned that uh, uh, that Lady Gaga, you know, she was basically teaching Brad, like she was his, teach, like his singing coach and everything. Yeah. Because that's really Bradley Cooper singing in the movie. Yeah. So, like, she was his singing coach, and then he was her acting coach, essentially. So like they were, they would really work. Yeah, kind of going back, like and, back the, and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's where like really the chemistry kind of worked into each other and everything. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, so. I mean, just really, just I can't wait to see what Bradley Cooper does next Absolutely. as a director. Uh, Rumor: Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, know. I don't think he will. I I heard there was already some other director that was possibly eyeing it, so I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I personally, I don't know if he would be ready for Guardians of the Galaxy three because that's such a move big straight budget. from A Star Is Born to yeah, Guardians of the I think Galaxy. You need to move up a little bit more and then kind of. Well, you know, there have been some directors who have moved pretty fast. It's true. From just small little indies to the big to the big blockbusters. It's true. Like um, Jurassic World. See, but Jurassic World was just okay to me. I know. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not saying I'm not talking about Jurassic World, but like who directed Jurassic World? Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, his yeah. first movie was the small little indie movie. Yeah, and he followed that up with Jurassic World. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's 100 percent possible that he Bradley Cooper. But who knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah. You know. It's just I don't know if he's ready for it. That's all. Who knows? Um. So, let's give a quick grade. Star okay. is Born. What would you give it? Uh. Well, what's your grading scale? I mean, I typically don't like to do grading scales, but like, let's say A through F. What would a you say through is, F. What would you say for Star is Born? I'd say A. I would say solid, probably A plus, actually. Yeah, it I, was, A plus, absolutely, yeah. It was actually a, it Small was, little things here and there, but overall, I just enjoy the hell out of this experience. I mean, small things, but I mean, I could totally override it. I mean, like, these these nitpicks I was even thinking about, I didn't really think about until now, and I was like, oh, well, 
So if I had to really think of it, just like the more you think about it, like yeah, it's like uh, it's like more or less a thing of like okay, I have to find some negatives. Uh, yeah, like if I have to find yeah, something. Yeah, it's kind of, that's more of the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm giving it an A plus as well. Yes, a plus. Bravo all around for everybody. Yes, I can't wait to see what Bradley Cooper does next as a as a director. Lady Absolutely. Gaga has a solid acting career ahead oh, of yeah. her. Uh, so yes, bravo all around. Um, mm-hmm. So, moving on to The Favorite. The Favorite, yes. What an interesting experience. You want to you explain this one right here? What this well, first, about? okay, you want to you try explaining this? Because you're okay. more aware of the, this filmmaker's... Uh, you're yeah. more, more of this filmmaker's films than I have. I, this is the first just, of my films that I've seen. Just a little bit. I mean, I haven't seen too many. I haven't really seen any of his films. I'm, I'm aware of his films, though. But uh, you, but automatically, you're more aware than I oh, am. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, so he's the director. I forgot the guy's name, but he's the director of uh, The Lobster and The Killing of Sacred Deer. His, mm-hmm. his, his, very, his, comedy st- his, his approach to films is very... Very much dry approach, you know. He, he everyone very dry in, humor throughout. Yeah, the so everyone speaks yeah. in sort of a bland tone, and uh, you know, everyone like if, what what no matter what news are like, they're explaining whether someone died, whether someone's birthday is happening. They're just it's the most dry tone, and this is the movie where he kind of steps in, where he's having his actors actually emote a lot more. So it's actually kind of a big change for him, but it's it's still within that st- same style of humor, of uh, that dry humor there. But I guess let's give a brief little synopsis, if we could, yeah. about what this movie is. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, Rachel Wise, um, her she basically plays the right hand man of the queen. You know, she basically does kind of mm-hmm. whatever the queen yes. says, and uh, and she also kind of uh, like helps him impose on some political ideas towards the queen as well. And so Emma Stone's character comes in where she's just like this sort of uh, family member that was disgraced and everything. And she starts from the very bottom and works her way up to also become the right-hand man of the queen. So it's this total, like, backstabbing battle when between Rachel Wise. When she comes in, it's just a try, yeah. Yeah, between Rachel Wise and Emma Stone to, like, try and become this right-hand man. Just back and forth, yeah. And it is... I, it's also this was my first introduction into yeah. this guy's films. Yeah. Like I haven't seen the movies that you mentioned, Lobster right. and Killing of the Sacred Deer. Which you should. It's actually on Netflix. Oh, 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 oh. which one's on Netflix? Out uh, the Lobster. Lobster's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Um, but even though this was my first introduction to this guy's head, mm. if you want to call it that, yeah, I could certainly tell that this movie had a certain style. Oh yeah, that was sure. unique in its own <laughs> styles. Uh, the, the the one thing that you can say, and I certainly I did enjoy this movie. I really oh, yeah. appreciated how weird it got in places. Yeah, they and if anyone like one the one positive. I mean, there's a lot of positives in this movie, but I'd say the main glaring positive for me. Cinematography in this movie is gorgeous. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's just so different. I mean, it's from very different. Of, yeah, from the kind of film that we usually see because it's a it's a it's a period piece. You know, it's taking place in these eighteen hundred in yeah. London or like England. You know, and you know, like it's didn't really specify exactly. Right. Like yeah. What? Like, yeah. It, it is a period piece. It's a period piece, piece but in the, in the essence of powdered wigs and yeah, Downton Abbey and sort of that. But the thing is, is that like it, it uses like these fisheye lenses and these really that weird was so wide interesting. angles that yeah. like you don't really ever see in these kind of. Films. No, it was so. I mean, it was so interesting. It yeah. kind of just yeah, it very interesting choice for the yeah. uh, for the director to 
shoot it like that. Kind of looked like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, a little bit. I, I could actually see that. It looked like it, like throughout this whole movie, I was like, did Stanley? It kind of felt like Stanley Kubrick directed a David Cronenberg script. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what it kind of felt like to me. <laughs> That's a really good mashup right there. Like I'm right? I actually like to kind of see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, it, it's just so disorienting and like, you know, and like, I, I, I like the, just the specifying the lighting as well. Cause it's a very light, natural yeah, lighting. Very natural. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just very light that's coming through the windows really it feels like, and there's a lot of times where they're walking through these hallways and it's like, it's daytime really, but it's so dark in there. So it's all lit by candlelight. And I actually thought it was really cool. It's very hard to pull that off. It is. Uh, because typically like hardly anybody shoots in natural light. Right. It's a, it's not an easy thing to pull off. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. I think of the. I think the Revenant did that. Yeah, a few Revenant years did ago. That. Doesn't Roger Deakins? He's kind Roger of Deakins. Kind of is known for his natural lighting. Yeah, it kind of looks. It kind of looks like Roger. I don't think Roger Deakins was the DP on this, but it kind of looks like yeah. the movie that he would shoot. It, yeah, I, feel, I, I mean, I wouldn't be. I was kind of thinking it. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, here. I don't think he did, but I wouldn't. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if he did. Sure. Yeah. So I guess going into like. Just going past the story, I mean, I think what honestly made this movie so much more funny for me is like, you know, someone described it as like, it's a bunch of high school girls who decided to make a period piece drama. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Someone told me about that. I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Like That really does make sense. Because it's really, it really is like these, just these high school girls that are just totally bitchy toward each other. And they're totally backstabbing, and they're it's trying like to mean just... girls for right. <laughs> mean girls a, for the period, period piece. piece. Yeah, no, I absolutely love you have that. This one girl who's the sort of the popular girl, yeah. a la the queen. Yep, she's she's the rich girl that everyone wants to be friends with. Yeah, here's these. That's two a good girls. analogy, yeah. and you have like the yeah. Oh wow, that's a really good analogy. <laughs> um, performances in this movie all solid. Oh my god, yeah. Especially from the three leads, Rachel Weisz, absolutely. Emma Stone, and. It took me a little bit to. See, I can't think of the actress's name who plays the queen. I honestly don't know her, but she it was really great too. It took me a little too. bit to recognize her, but halfway through the movie, I recognized where she was. Where was she? She was in Hot Fuzz. Which character? She was a cop in Hot Fuzz. Oh shit! Oh, that. I mean, is Edgar her. Wright's one of my favorite filmmakers. That would and make so much more. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I remember she was her face in now. Hot Fuzz. I remember her face. It took me. It literally took me like when I first saw her in the movie, and she's she's fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, but, I mean, but <laughs> she's, she's the most bitchiest girl she's ever. The bitchiest queen ever. <laughs> but she is great at playing a bitchy queen, man. I'll tell she you, she is amazing. But um, rip my legs. But it, <laughs> st- st- <laughs> why are you looking at me? <laughs> why are you looking at me? Look at me! So look at me! <laughs> Do it! <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> no, I mean, and uh, she was amazing, and I also really loved um, Nicholas Holt in the movie. That's right, yeah, Nicholas was... Holt. Nicholas Holt, who you might recognize from X Men, X Men, X Men First Class, yeah, and Days of Future Past. Yeah, you see him. You'll you'd see him if you know his face, and if you've seen the the, right. the more recent X Men films, but you'll know who he is. But. He was like one of the funniest parts in the movie. Like, honestly, anytime he was on, on on screen, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm ready to laugh." He was my the answer. funniest character in it. He I really thought. was, because he was he was additionally like another high school girl who was just he was trying to backstab everyone, and his character, I just, 
he just had some of the funniest lines and some of the funniest moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Rachel Weiss was also really yes. fantastic. Um, I'd say if if you were gonna give this award to one of the performances in this movie, I'd say you'd probably give it to the main actress who played the queen. I could see that. I would say. Yeah. I mean, Emma Stone is an actress to me. I mean, she's someone who's really, to me, she's very grown. She's very much grown as an actress over time. Oh yeah. Like, but she just keeps getting better and better with every performance right. that she does. And I mean, she's always been good in my eyes, but like, mm-hmm. I, w- I I think to me, Birdman is still her best performance. Yeah. I, I think see. Birdman's her best performance to date. Yeah. But that's certainly, I mean, she's very fantastic in this. Absolutely. Um, if we could point out any day, this movie, one thing we'll say about negatives, this movie isn't going to be for everybody. It's not. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, it's so different, but yet if you really preface somebody on it, like if you like really prepare them, like saying, hey, this is not like a regular period piece. Like if you don't like period pieces, kind of watch this as sort of a parody of period pieces. Could really. be, yeah. And so, I like, mean, I don't watch a lot of period pieces myself. I, uh, but from what I was hearing, really but from what I was hearing about this, yeah, kind of the trailers made it look so different. Yeah, and I was like, part of me thought, like, could this be kind of like a parody of a period piece? Yeah, like maybe the it writer like is it. kind of like one of those things, like, hey, we're making fun of this type of yeah. stuff. Like that's what kind of got me a little bit excited to see this movie. Yeah, was it was like, oh, maybe it's kind of a. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, I personally... This movie isn't like going it. to be for everybody. No. It has its slow parts when it is slow. Yeah, there. I would say the only really fl- slow part that I was really noticing, it was kind of like... Because the movie split up, I think, in like six different chapters. In the last six or chapter... Se- yeah, six or the seven last different chapter, chapters. I was they're not like, long chapters. If you think not. this movie is long, it's not really it's, a long movie at all. It's not a two-hour and ten-minute movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's I mean, not one of those because you typically tend to think about period pieces being like these three-hour long epics, and people no. tend to roll their eyes about stuff like that. They're not, but like I would say, the last chapter was one where I was really kind of checking my watch. I'm like, all right, well, come on, let's go. Yeah, let's get something going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, one thing that kind of like one negative that I do find in this movie, even though I love the cinematography in this movie, yeah. One thing I can't really stand when filmmakers tend to do is like stay on a shot for an extended period of time. Yeah. And it'll just stay on this one shot for for a long time. Yeah. And it's just kind of gets to a point where it's like, all right, let's let's cut to something else. Well, you know, pretentious. Like, yeah. I, I guess pretentious would be the word for that. Yeah. Um but I mean did you kind of feel did you kind of feel that way? Or I could see where you're talking about yeah. there. I mean, there's a definitely a couple of scenes where that they really near the linger. end, I would say. Yeah, near the end. But I I would say it did get a little pretentious on what it was trying to do. It was trying to like really kind of really hit you in the face with this message that they were trying to bring. Yeah. And I kind of get what they were trying to go for, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, you don't have to linger at them that long, and it was kind of annoying. Um, but I, I did actually, because I know that um, for the ending, I, I, knew, I know the last chapter I was saying was really kind of slow, and I was kind of like, let's get to the point here. Let's let's kind of wrap this up. The here. ending's going to make or break this for a yeah. lot of people. I don't really think so, though. I mean, like, I think the ending for me, I... I um, I'm interested in hearing what you're saying about the ending. I <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate the ending. Like, I, I was actually really fine with the ending. I mm. felt like each character yeah. <laughs> ended up in a place that they needed to be. Because... That's a good point. 
I, I, I just felt I felt like, you know, because you really do hate all these people. Like, yes, you like watching them on screen, but you do hate all these people. Here. Nobody's really likable in no, this. No, absolutely no, not. They're, they're, not they're all despicable people. But they all end up in a place that they should be, and you're like, yes, that's where you should fucking be right now. So That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Yeah. And the more I think about it, yeah. Because they're all despicable people. Yeah. You don't really – you think you're going to like Emma Stone – yeah, I know, right? You, you think you you're are. You're kind of rooting for Because, like, the moment you see Rachel Weiss and the Queen, you're like, okay, these people are just... Yeah. These people are just absolutely crazy. And you think Emma Stone's going to be that one kind of... Maybe <laughs> turn... Well, they, she does turn things around, for sure, but yeah. in the way that... Uh, you know what I mean? It's kind of like... Right. Something like that. But, um... No, she uh, she might she might have even been the worst, to be honest with you. Yeah, as the movie goes on, it's just... Yeah. yeah. So if we were going to give a grade to this, um, I'd give it a B plus. I'd give it an A minus personally. Okay, yeah, that's Just because of the last chapter. But I think it wrapped. Oh, sorry, I think it did wrap itself pretty nicely. But I think the last chapter was a little slow, and there were certain things that were happening. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, there was just certain things that were kind of happening. I'm like that weren't really fully explained. So I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But other than that, it was a really good movie. Yeah, this one, this one particular scene of this game, I guess that they play. Inside, no, I wasn't necessarily talking about the game. There was something that was just going on with the queen itself. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There was something that was going on with the queen herself that I'm like, it was never really explained what was going on with her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, like, are they gonna point that out? No, they didn't. Okay, the movie's ended. So okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. Last one for this episode. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. The Queen biopic about the life of Freddie Mercury and the band that he fronted, the yeah. legendary band he fronted, Queen. Queen is one of my all-time favorite bands. Absolutely. Would you say so, too? Uh, definitely growing up. I mean, yes. they're, Queen, they've, they've been me, a big influence yes. on my music. So, yes. And when I heard about this movie, because they've been wanting to make this movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. This was my actually second time seeing this movie. Oh, damn. They've wanted to make this movie for a long time. I think Sasha Baron Cohen was originally. Uh, yeah, he was. Sasha Baron Cohen was originally going to be Freddie Mercury. And they wanted to make it rated R too. Yeah, they wanted to. He wanted to have more of a gritty, yeah, sort of gr- gritty drama about Freddie Mercury's personal life and yeah. the struggles that kind of went with that. Mm-hmm. The band and the production company kind of said, yeah. "No, we're not. <laughs> that's not the direction that we're going." Sasha Baron Cohen leaves. Through all of this, years later, we get Rami Malek mm-hmm. as Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a stellar job. Mm-hmm. Um, they really nailed. He really did nail down a lot of Freddie Mercury's traits. See, here's the thing. I I've read some things about like what Freddie Mercury was like and kind of person, like how he was this. Um, which, by the way, I, I should actually say that um, upfront. I did like this movie. I did too. I liked this movie. I did think Remy Malek did actually a good job actually portraying the character. You know, I did emotionally get invested with them, but I heard from people in interviews and just biopics of Freddie Mercury that he was actually like a lot more of a reserved person. Introverted. And, yeah, in, very introverted the mo- person. Yeah, he was a very much shy, he was yeah. a very shy person. Everybody, practically everyone who met him. Yeah, he was. Or anyone who met him like that was sort of, 
in his personal life, like people he knew and stuff like right. that. Everybody always talks about how much of an introvert he was. Yeah. He was very shy, very much to himself. This movie portrays him as an extrovert. He's a very, very much, much an extrovert out there into and the public, and not only that, but like, I'm like, because, but like, he's very much flamboyant on how like he is gay. I think, yeah, and I think you know what I think this movie portrays how the general public sees Freddie Mercury, True. as opposed to how the band actually how the band him. actually saw him, yeah. and how you know he how. Other people, close pe- to yes, people that was close to him saw. Yeah, which was yeah. kind of like that was kind of a disappointing factor because I would have really liked to have gotten to really know him as a as a person, which was one of my big complaints in the movie. Well, I really I enjoyed it. I don't feel like I got to know Freddie Mercury. I felt like person. it was more of a concert movie. It's very much a concert movie. But you know what? The concert sequences in it are absolutely, absolutely. fantastic. The live aid se- the yes. the live aid sequence, which they recreated that to a T. Absolutely. Just the way the banners looked on stage, yeah. the way the lettering looked, mm-hmm. just like the Pepsi, the little Pepsi uh, cans <laughs> on the piano, yeah. and even just like the way that the band members dressed. Mm-hmm. What I was meaning was like, Fred, Rami Malek nailed his persona on stage. Yeah, he did, actually. It, when he was like, during the Live Aid sequences, I literally thought it was Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. He, like, the way that he's dancing with the cameraman and doing mm-hmm. all that, I was like, wow. <laughs> the, those were the moments where I was like, okay, this is this is great. Oh, yeah. They, this is really good stuff. They put a lot of work into the definitely the concert. Absolutely, the yeah. They definitely did. Which, I mean, and, and they were cool, and that's what actually kind of made the movie for me is, like, watching those concert sequences. It's just, you know, if we're, if we're making a Queen biopic, I was like, man, I'm not, I don't really feel like I know these people all that much. And that's one of my big, that's just one of my big complaints. And one of, like, a lot of my favorite parts of the movie is when I do feel like we got a little bit more of this emotional side of Freddie Mercury, where he was honestly this this really lonely guy. It fe- yeah. And he yeah. was like, he was trying to get people to hang out with him all the time. And he's like, hey, you want to There's like little dinner? glimpses of that that you yeah. see in this movie, but it doesn't really touch on it that I, much. I wanted it so much yeah. more. And I was just like, I was It's so just like those little glimpses that, you, yeah. But, I, I mean, but overall, I mean, it's it's a very, it's a glamorous movie. I it's think a sana- it's very much a sanitized biopic. Yeah. And, and the cinematography, I think they oh, did great. a really great yeah, job. Oh, great. Yeah, really, really, really great cinematography. Even yeah. without the concerts, I thought they did a really great job of just the camera movements and everything, going through everything. Uh, like, just how the camera moved, I, I felt like was very much kind of like Queen. You're like, wow, this is really cool. Uh, just, yeah, again, it, it just comes down to the characters and, you know, you don't really feel like you know these people at all. You just kind of like, you're watching them, but you don't really know them. I feel like this movie is a good introduction to Queen. Yeah. If you don't, if you say like, say like you're a young kid yeah. and you're interested in Queen yeah. and you know, you know about Bohemian Rhapsody and We Will Rock You and yeah. you know some of the songs. Yeah. This is, this is a pretty good introduction into yeah. The Queen world. Right. You, you watch if, this, and then you go maybe watch a documentary on Queen. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the, I've watched a lot. There's one documentary on Queen that I watched. It came out about five years ago. Oh, wow. It's called Days. I think it's called Days of Our Lives. Okay. And it's a really, really good in-depth documentary. Okay. About kind of, it's straight from Brian May and Roger Taylor's mouth. So they were Sweet. there. So they know all the stuff that happened. But what's also interesting is that Brian May and Roger Taylor were heavily involved in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, they were heavily... That's, and I think that's the reason why it was so sanitized, too, because they don't want 
you know, their lives to be impacted by the fact that, like, oh, you guys are probably drug abusers and all this kind of stuff and and yeah. all this kind of crazy that's stuff. Also, that's also kind of another moment where, you know, you you if you have the people that you're doing the biopic on yeah. heavily involved with the process of making the movie, yeah. sometimes, not all the time, you're going to sanitize some stuff. It, Case in point, and I've mentioned this before, straight out of Compton. Huh. Okay. Did you did you see Straight Outta Compton? I did see Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Ice Cube and Dr. Dre were were pretty much. I don't know if they were the sole producers, but they were producers on the movie. But the thing about that is, I mean, at least you can maybe argue that the other members of the band, or at least in in Straight Outta Compton, were like maybe it is a little sanitized. But I did feel like it did show them that like they weren't actually perfect people at all. And that they did come from this neighborhood when they were young child, yeah. and that kind of came with them when they were kind of becoming these stars, and they were coming to th- coming mm-hmm. fame. Like they're in this hotel and they're throwing parties, and they bring out the shotgun. They're about to shoot this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas like Bohemian Rhapsody, again, it's it's just so glossy, you know. And that's just the thing. It did feel like a music video in parts. It is, it, yeah. It's very much a music video. I mean, they did recreate some of the music videos. Yeah. Pretty down to like the "Want to Break Free" video. Yeah. Just like they, Bravo, because they recreated certain things where I was like, oh wow, it feels like I'm watching that play out. <laughs> that those were the parts that I loved. Yeah. Visually, I mean, I think they did an excellent job. Yeah. They, oh yeah. They did an excellent job. There. It is really standard biopic though. Yeah. It's very if you standard think bio. about it, because you know you have like, okay, here he is when he meets the band. Here yeah. he is when they're doing their first performance. Right. Here they are recording their first hit. Here they are celebrating that they have this number one hit song. Right. Here they are breaking up. Here they are. Getting back together again for Live Aid. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've heard a lot of complaints about them not being right with their timeline. Right, yeah, I heard that, like, they weren't, uh, the band wasn't aware that uh, Freddie Mercury had AIDS before Live Aid. They were, like, aware of me. Like, I think he I think after. he actually told them that he ha- he was diagnosed with AIDS, like, it was, like, two years after Live Aid. Yeah, yeah, he that was. was. a real thing. But the movie, portray- oh, well, I guess this... I mean, I guess it would. I guess this would be a spoiler, but if you know anything about Freddie Mercury's life, yeah, it's not really much of a it's spoiler. It's not much of a spoiler, but they do no. kind of manipulate you of like they he he opens up to them the day before live in like I have AIDS. Hey, I have to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, wait, hold on, <laughs> that didn't. And happen. there was also in those parts where I felt the script was a little weird too, because yeah. like even in like certain parts where they're like coming up with the songs like the guy brian yeah. may will be like hey guys i got a song i got an idea <laughs> we're gonna get the stadium up and pumping together and right. i'm kind of like that was so cheesy i'm like hmm? that's a little cheesy <laughs> but you know what's funny i this is so random but i just i i uh i thought this was so cool when i saw this i noticed this uh so the bass guy the, the guy that played the bass guy he's John actually Deacon? Yeah, uh, he was the um, fucking he Timmy. The, he was the kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I saw I was that. About to mention that <laughs> he was a kid from Jurassic Park. Well, I didn't Polish recognize show. him, obviously. I I noticed his face. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I would Google it. I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking crazy from Jurassic Park. So, yeah, that was cr- yeah. I was actually just about to mention that. Yeah. Dude, boom. There you go. So <laughs> you're much more. <laughs> um, overall. I I did enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody. I did too. I very I much enjoyed again. what it was. Is it the definitive biopic that I think no. Queen deserves? No. I don't think so. 
because if you because Queen was a band that very much broke the rules of music, right? Absolutely. They were a very original band in terms of the way that they wrote music and the way that they recorded their music. Right. It was a little bit disappointing to see that they were given such a standardized, glossy biopic like right. this. But I did have fun with this movie. Yeah. Is it Oscar contending great? No. I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I mean, if Rami Malek won Best Actor. See, I don't even know about that. Like, even Best Actor, I don't even who know Who would about you that. say, who would you pick? To be best, best actor. actor. Oh man, um, I don't even know who the contenders are, but I mean, like, I think he's up against Bale for Vice. I would go with Bale. You would go with Bale. <laughs> I mean, if Bale, Bradley Cooper, Rami Malek seems to be winning everything though. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, if Bradley Cooper's out there, I think Bradley Cooper or Bale, I honestly, deserve it. If it was a, lot a tie, more than Rami let's Malek. see that. Yeah, he deserve. I mean, he he did a great job. Honestly, oh yeah, it's a great, he did it's do a, a great job. It's a fun film, like you just said. It's a very, very fun film. I, I think, you know, it deserves to be seen in the theater if you get the chance to see yes, it because of those concert yeah. scenes. But it's just, it's one of those films. It's a standard biopic, and it's very glossy. And it's just, like you said, like it, they're, they're the band that breaks all the rules. Why not make a film that breaks all these rules and tell something different? Which is interesting because I'll do a little, we'll do a little tidbit before we give our grades for this. Cool. They're doing a David Bowie biopic right now. Oh, snap. They're working on a David Bowie biopic. And it seems like we're getting an onslaught of biopics now. Yeah. Because we're getting a Elton John biopic that's coming up. We're getting yeah, a Motley Crue one that's coming out on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I saw about that, yeah. And that. we're getting this David Bowie one that's coming out right now. I wonder if it's directed by Dink Duncan Jones. <laughs> David Bowie's own son directing a movie <laughs> about his be, father. How, how cool would, would that, that be? be? <laughs> ah, man, that would be interesting with that. <laughs> but the, my point is, so I was making about Queen breaking all the rules and stuff yeah. like that. David Bowie was very much the same way. True. So this could be the chance to really do something. Right. Say like, if say like the David Bowie biopic could be the movie that everyone wanted Bohem everybody wanted Bohemian Rhapsody to be. Yeah. I don't know. Time will tell. But you know. Hopefully. We'll have Hopefully. to see. Yeah. I really do hope so. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, grades. I'm actually, with all of this, I'm, I'll give it a B plus. I'll give it a, probably a B, honestly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, B. That's, I that's just, a good. I thought it was a standard, you know, it was good, it was fun. Yeah. But it wasn't anything extraordinary. Yeah. Um, so, that is the wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Josh. Thank you very much. Thank you much for seeing these movies. Absolutely. I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Nikki B's Movie Corner. And as always, good night!